Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 76. Tonight, we are going to be taking a look at the New Zealand thriller called The Locals. And not surprisingly, they're not friendly. And also, we're going to take a look at the big new supernatural slasher release from the asylum called Hold Your Breath. Yeah, why don't you do that? Let's see how blue you get. And finally, we're going to take a look at the hole. Whose hole? What hole? My hole? Not my hole. Your hole. Somebody's hole. I don't know. It's the new Joe Dante movie. You pigs. Can't, can't talk about holes for nothing on this show. You'd think it was a gay podcast or something. But you know what? Enough of my babbling. Because we got a lot of show to get to, and we're going to start right after this. Greetings from the cockpit, everyone. This is the host and captain of the Seder Sphere podcast with a special message just for you. I'm Seder69, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you. <laughs> the Seder Sphere podcast is the personal musings of a dirty old goat, namely me. Expect talk about theater, role-playing games, hockey, and my best friend down below, The Impaler. Also, join Patrick for his favorite segment, The Mystery Musical. There's a lot of scary shit on Broadway, trust me. So hopefully we'll hear you soon at The Seder Sphere. Until then, this is The Seder. Over and out. <laughs> Welcome back, Screamers. It's another episode. How exciting. And I'm recording on Valentine's Day. Isn't that romantic? Well, it won't be romantic for you because it will have already happened. But I hope you didn't get diabetes from the candy or just in general. And I got nothing. Anyway, what's been going on here? I don't know. Um, well, let's just say Jekyll and Hyde is still uh, up and running and going well. Still no liquor license, which is a drag. However, great stories are happening all the time. Like just the other day, I'm on the floor doing my thing because that's what I do. I go around from table to table. I chat people up in my character, who's this wacky inventor dude. And there's this little girl, maybe eight, maybe nine. And she's playing with this Sonic the Hedgehog little figurine. And I walk by, I'm like, oh, wow, that's really retro. And she says, you think that's retro? Where do you see this? And she starts digging in this Toys R Us bag. And she comes out with this, I was going to say huge, but it's not huge. It was just amazing. It seemed huge because it was a robot-controlled Mothra. You know, Mothra from Godzilla. And I'm like, what is this? And she's like, Godzilla's the coolest and Mothra's the best. And then she proceeded to bust into the little song that the two little Japanese ladies who live in the clam started saying. She My mind was blown. And it gives me hope for the next generation of screamers. And for blowing my mind in the middle of the Jekyll and Hyde Club, you, little Mothra girl, are not the Scream Queen of the Week. Sorry! Sorry, got you all psyched up for nothing. But you know what? You already got a fucking remote-controlled Mothra. What the fuck else do you want? Except maybe a cocktail. But you can't have that anyway, because you're nine. But that's not the point right now. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, uh, I decided, after much consideration, to not do the chorus's uh, spring show, the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. Just I just couldn't get into it. I tried. I tried. Just show tunes were not doing it for me. I know. Are you shocked? I know, unbelievable, but it leaves my days that much more free to watch shitty movies and talk about them with you! Yay! Um, what else is going on? Oh, so I got to meet a whole bunch of screamers during our break here. Uh, first of all, Steven from Maryland and his boyfriend, Brandon, came up again to catch Mary Poppins before it closed. And they were planning, because I keep saying they had to do this, they, to go to Don't Tell Mamas with Bradford and I to go see former guest of the show, 
Karen Mack perform with Gas Hole, and they're a holomatic show, but they came all the way up here, and Karen had the flu. Boo. Boo. I'm like, Karen, this is the only time you're going to have someone driving like four states to get an autograph from you. But she's like, all right, fine, be that way. Anyway, so we had a good time anyway. We met for Mexican food, and, you know, they got us drunk again, because that's what they do. That's what they do. The other thing they do is they reveal embarrassing details about themselves. Well, actually, they don't. Brendan does because apparently we love him to pieces and everything, but the boy does not have an edit button, and I hope he never gets one. Otherwise, I would not have found out that Steven alphabetizes all of his porn collection by category and genre. Now, I know Betty, listener Betty of the Betty and Derwood fame, she spit coffee out her nose at Brendan's last inadverted sexual reveal. I can only imagine what spurted out of her this time because I was like, girl, that is retentive. But okay, as long as you know where to find everything, that's good for you. How big is your collection? Never mind. I don't want to know. But the thing is, we couldn't stay with them very long because I forgot they were coming. My bad. And I got tickets to see a play for that night. Because I got a discount for it. I was desperate to see it because it features another listener of the show, Dan Dominguez, who, you know, writes it all the time to the Hysteria Continues podcast, but never bothers to contact me, even though I spend good money to see him in shows. Anyway, so Bradford and I went to the theater to see Dan Dominguez in a play called The Jammer, and it was about 1950s roller derby madness, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of cartoony stuff. And and Dan was great. Dan was really great. He, he got to play a couple of characters, but we were we were we were fell in love with Father Domingo. Was that what it was Bradford Father Domingo? Yeah. He was Father Domingo, who was the cool new priest at the parish who didn't speak any English, yeah. and apparently could control birds or something. I didn't understand. I was like, he's Father Tippy Hendren. Ah. But no, he wasn't. But uh, he was great. The show was really cute. There was a lot of bouncing. You know, considering that there was, you know, it was about roller derby. I'm like, how are they going to do roller derby without roller skates? Unless it's like Starlight Express. But it wasn't. You know, they did it. They're all a little cartoony take on it. It was adorable and everything. But whenever they're on the bus, traveling on the bus, they had the whole cats bouncing. And this would go on for quite some time. And it was kind of odd because after a while it took on some weird erotic tone that was rather unintentional. I was just watching Dan bounce going, he's really good at that. Look at the way his muscles are moving under the shirt like that. Mm. Bouncy, 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 bouncy. But if they weren't bouncing on the bus, they were bouncing on one of those motorized beds that you put a quarter in, or they were bouncing on the cyclone roller coaster, which they had a whole scene where a girl, I think, was trying to give herself a miscarriage by riding the cyclone until she dropped dead. And, you know, we learned a lot of things about the cyclones. Like, it's got two big drops and three whoopsies, which, <laughs> Dan, that has been a big thing at our house ever since. We're always, every now and then, we just go, whoopsie, and then we do the, the whoopsie thing on the couch for watching television, and nobody saw what I just did. But Dan, you know what I just did. So just go, ah, and move along. Anyway, it was great to see Dan, it was great to see Steven, it was great to see Brendan, and it was bad, though. It was bad because they got us drunk before we went to see the show, and literally we just rolled across the street to go to the theater. And so I'm, we got seats, like, dead in the middle of the aisle, so for us to get out to go to the bathroom, we'd have to climb over 85 people, and I'm thinking the show doesn't have an intermission. I've got a bladder the size of, you know, a grain of rice, so I was really nervous. Plus, we have Mexican food. So I'm going to pee myself. I'm going to fart all over the place. And either way, it would be bad. Neither thing happened to me. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened with Bradford. I can't keep track of Bradford's farts anymore. You know, I'll leave I it to you people. He was fine. I was fine. He was fine, he says. Fine. I was in public. I was fine. Yeah. You just do it on the airwaves, on the internet, to be safe for all eternity. See how he is. He's awful. He's awful. Uh, what else has been going on? Oh, um, something that I've been meaning to mention, and I've forgotten for a couple of weeks now, um, is that you might remember that a while ago, I made an agreement with a listener to quit smoking together. I kind of fumbled on my part. However, I got a note from this guy. 
uh, a while back now and forgot all about it, that he was saying, hey, you know what, since you know you, you decided to make me quit, I've been quit. So it's been three, four months now. And despite the fact I was no help at all, and I'm just so impressed, and I was so touched that he reached out and told me that, you know, I got him to do that, and that he did it, and he's doing it, and I'm very proud of him, that I have to say, for making your life that much better and healthier, turning your shit around, listener DJ, sweet, sweet, innocent little DJ, cuddly little DJ, you are the Scream Queen of the Week. Bravo, bravo, bravissima, bravo. I tell you to go have a cigarette, congratulations, but let's not do that. You know, should just play with yourself. I got nothing. I'm sorry. That was just rude. That was just rude. So we had a, a you might be wondering, hey, why aren't we talking about zombie prom this week? Like you promised last week. Well, when does this show ever go as planned? Huh? No, well, it was, I had it all scheduled to sit down with my friend Dana, the composer, and I got sick. And then he's busy, so we've been trying to connect since then. But hopefully next time we'll have it all together. I wanted it for Valentine's Day, but too fucking bad you got this anyhow. What do you want? It's free. Um, oh, and also we had a blizzard, sort of. Not really. We had a snowstorm that was supposed to be a blizzard, so we acted like it was a blizzard until we found out that it wasn't. So as a result, I got to watch a whole bunch of shitty movies that are really not worth talking about here or don't really fit the format. Um, The first one I want to talk about is an Asian movie called Bedeviled. And I play the trailer, but it's all in Asian. I think it's Japanese. I forget. Yeah, I think it's part of it in Tokyo. It doesn't really matter, no. Uh, Well, I guess it matters if you're from... Shut up! Anyway, it's this great revenge story. Not exactly a horror movie, but a really powerful, powerful, powerful film about... You know how the Asian culture has repressed women for so long and it's this patriarchal thing and it's taken huge lengths of abuse and this woman has finally had enough. And she gets her revenge on her whole community with a very pointy sickle. And I recommend that. It's, it's, it leans more towards art film than, than horror movie, but still, if you like Asian things, if you like a more serious watch, this is definitely worth a peep. I also saw a movie called Airborne. No, not like those little lozenges that they sell in the drugstore to take on the plane. It was this British movie. Ugh. It all takes place on a plane. You know, this jeopardized plane in jeopardy. And it was kind of fun for a while because for the first half of it, it was playing like a murder mystery on this plane. This, this red-eye flight across the Atlantic. Somebody's killing off the passengers. One by one by one. I'm, 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 in, I'm on for this. This is kind of fun, kind of gory Agatha Christie thing. Then all of a sudden they introduce the supernatural element that there's some vase some, from ancient China that's on board and it's got the spirit of some ancient Chinese god who keeps possessing people. And then the whole thing just went down the toilet. It just like went beyond silly and into stupid and then into boring and then into blah. Even when they introduced the supernatural thing, I'm like, oh, this is kind of like a TV movie of the week from the 70s. <laughs> like that one on the cruise ship with the sarcophagus that breathed. You don't know what I'm talking about. Cruise into terror. That's the one. Us old folks are like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, Patrick. Yes, yes. The kids are like, what? The sarcophagus was breathing? What's a sarcophagus? It's like a sarsnephagus, but different. That was weak. That was weak, but airborne. <laughs> suck it. God bless America. No, I'm not just expelling my patriotism. I saw a movie called God Bless America. It is a dark, dark, violent satire against the state of our country as it is. The culture of it, the pop culture and the the, the negative attitudes. And this guy just has had enough and he runs into this teenage girl who's in with him as well. And they basically go on a killing spree across the USA, killing off, you know, reality TV show stars and, you know, Westboro Baptist Church type people and all those people that you see in the media they just want to die and this is a great movie it was a little hard to watch because you know with everything that's been going on since uh, the Newtown Massacre and guns and things and in the end I kind of came to terms that I'm like this wasn't really pro or for guns it was just it, 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 it just watch the movie it's a good movie and I'll give you something to talk about after you see the movie and finally I saw a movie called Megan is Missing and this is not a horror movie, uh, exactly. Uh, I, I actually have been speaking with the director of it, and he said, I didn't make it as a horror movie, I made it as a warning. And it's a found footage sort of kind of thing about uh, two teenage girls who have disappeared. You know you know that right up front, that one, Megan disappeared on such and such a date, and two weeks later, her best friend disappeared as well. And this is, 
you know, video footage of their Skype calls and their video diaries and things like that. And they fall victim to an online predator and it is devastating. It hollowed me out. Uh, I don't exactly recommend it. I think it's an important movie. It's not a movie to watch to be entertained. It's If you've got kids, you might want to watch it. You know, to tighten down your locks on them, even if you have kids, if older kids that can handle the, the, the what goes on in it, you might want to screen it first. You might want to show it to them too, give them a good scare because what happens in this film is just beyond horrific. Um, the last 20 minutes of it, I can't get out of my mind. I saw it weeks ago, actually, and it kept me up a couple of nights ago. It just got in my head and was just thinking about things and just how, ugh. But Megan is missing. Um... Worth a watch if you got strong stomach, and I'm not talking about in a gore kind of way. Just actual gritty, 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 gritty horror. And speaking of gritty horror, don't we have a show to do? Yes, I believe we do. So I'm going to stop my babbling, play some music, and we'll get down to the funky donkey as soon as... Oh, but you know what? No, we're not. I lied. I do have one more story because I forgot it's Valentine's Day. So I can't do something that's not Valentine's Day related. Now, this is not my story. This is actually Bradford's story. Now, we used to live on 14th Street in Chelsea. And I've talked about that here before. And that was where the girls, you'd come out in the morning and there'd be drunk girls still left over from the night before just vomiting in the street on their, you know, $3,000 shoes, you know, eyelashes halfway down their face, you know, food stuck in their hair, <laughs> searching in their vaginas for the keys or whatever the hell they were doing. This was before I got on the scene, but this was a similar thing. He lived right over this club, well, near this club, um, that had become, you know, a straight dance club. And there was a lot of nightly fights in the street because there'd be this whole situation where a guy would come with one girl and then leave with another and then all of a sudden be cat fights in the street. And this particular night, Bradford heard through his open window on the warm spring breeze one of these cat fights which culminated in one woman yelling at the other woman Oh, yeah? Well, I hope he gives you the VD the same way he gave me the VD. What does that have to do with Valentine's Day? VD. Valentine's Day. Shut up. It's a stretch. But so is your ass. Anyway. <laughs> Am I talking? Am I doing a show here? Are we doing a show? Yeah, let's do a show. Let's play some music and let's get on with it. Oh, my God. Asses, it's time for the crap shoot! Paul! 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 Girl, I can't even tell you how long it's been since I've done a crap shoot section, and ooh, baby, it feels so good. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, the crapshoot is this section of the program where I dive headfirst into that vast sea of direct-to-DVD horror movie releases in search of that diamond in the shit pile. You know, I take a chance, I roll the dice, I might see something great, I might see something that sucks. Who knows? Who knows? But, you're smart people, you got the point. Why am I rattling on? I don't know. Well, this week's selection is a little movie called Hold Your Breath, and it's about a body-jumping ghost of a serial killer of days gone by. Let's take a listen to the trailer. Yeah! Great start to our first annual camping trip. You guys ready? Woo! You guys say you want to have a nice weekend, relax, no phones, no bosses. Oh, check out that old graveyard over there. 
the evil person dies and they're forced to roam around the cemetery that they're buried in searching for souls to possess. When you drive past the cemetery, you have to hold your breath or else they can possess you. Never heard of it. You okay? Hey, Sam and Tony back yet? Okay, I'm really starting to freak out now. <laughs> What's the matter with you? There's a graveyard up on the road out there. Did you all pass that graveyard on your way in? Did you hold your breath? Good fun, right? What is that? Spirit can jump. What did you do to her? We can't leave him here! Get out of my way! So, hold your breath. Now, it all starts in 1956 or something like that, and we're here in prison at the electric chair where this mad serial killer is going to be executed. And all his victims, you know, all his surviving victims are there and their families, and they're all here to watch this big nasty meet the big dude in the sky. And, of course, things don't go right. And while they're strapping him into the chair, the guy leaps up and he stabs the warden in the neck with a pen and he dies, but they get him in an electric... Okay, this movie is so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Ah! Okay, I can't even give you a fucking plot description. This movie is so fucking bad. No, I should have known. I should have known because it was from the asylum. And as you know, the asylum... It is not really looked upon favorably in the horror community, mostly because of their you know, generic ripoffs, blatant ripoffs uh, that are usually just money grabs, things like Snakes on a Train and uh, The Day the Earth Stopped and stuff like that. But I figured, I saw the trailer and I thought at least the idea, the concept, gave me a little tingle of excitement. I liked the idea of a slasher movie in which some evil force is jumping from body to body and it would be sort of a whodunit about who's got the evil spirit in him at any time. But you know what? They didn't go that route because you always knew who had the evil spirit in them. So there was no surprise, no suspense. It was shit, 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 shit. And it started all shit right even in this first scene because, man, the guy they got to play this serial killer is awful awful i mean so painfully bad he's rattling off this this monologue his last wishes i can't even tell you what it was about because i'm going what are you saying he has they gave him he has this choice of an accent i don't know what it's supposed to be because it mutates from russian to german to irish to british he's a man of the universe is what i'm saying and so when they finally electrocuted, I'm like, thank God, at least we won't see him again, probably, which we don't. Because now we fast forward to the future, well, the present, I should say, and we meet our van load of happy-go-lucky assholes out for their weekend of fun. It's these bunch of friends, and they're having their first annual reunion weekend because this is their first summer that they're all back from college, and all they talk about is how much they've changed over the year that they've been gone, and I'm sorry if they, <laughs> everyone's like, we haven't changed at all. Like, well, then you were assholes in high school, too, because you guys are stupid. Stupid. So they're going on their camping trip, and, you know, they pass a graveyard. And one of the girls is like, oh, no, it's a superstition. You have to hold your breath. Except that's not what she says. You heard it in the trailer. She crammed so much ridiculous information into about 15 seconds worth of space, rattling off, like, the whole possible superstition. Just say, Instead of just saying, oh, my gosh, just hold your breath when you go past the cemetery, it's bad luck. To breathe, or you know, oh, my grandmother used to say bad things could happen, or you know, you can get possessed, whatever, something simple. But no, she rattled off this whole long, ridiculous string of things that nobody would ever say, and she rattled it off as quickly as possible. To which I gave the girl credit because she's cutting down on the running time on this huge, whopping piece of shit. Now, they're passing the graveyard, they do hold their breath, except for the stoner guy. The stoner guy can't wait 15 seconds to light up his pipe, and as soon as he lights up the pipe, whoop, he's got the evil spirit in him. Now, they have to pull over on the side of the road because getting the evil spirit in him while he's doing a bong hit caused him to cough and hack and he, like, dropped his pipe on the drivers. Now, they pull over and they're like, oh, my gosh, look at that weird building over there. It's the prison slash asylum where that guy was executed. Okay, great. So, they decided to go exploring. I'm like, okay, so it's not a camping trip. We're going to be in this creepy building. No, 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 no. We just go to this creepy building for about 20 minutes for absolutely no fucking reason. The two main characters are like, let's go have sex. 
in the creepy old building while everybody else waits. But of course they don't wait. They go to find them. I'm like, oh, let's go find them. Eh, let's split up. Eh. <sighs> this movie is so stupid. It's so stupid I could cry. The only reason they went into this prison is to pad out the running time and to have a sex scene. And at least, you know, the one good thing I could say about it is that, you know, at least during the sex scene, you got to hear the love song, the love theme from Hold Your Breath. Yeah. And it was really weird because it was that like soft core porn thing that they do and the girl's sitting on top of him and riding him. But it didn't seem to be lining up properly. She seemed to be sitting on his knees. I'm like, okay, that's just weird. But hey, whatever you're into. I just appreciated that she actually had natural breasts. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Meanwhile, all these shenanigans are going on. And these characters just keep having weird shifts in tone. Like what little characters they are. Like the blonde girl who was the the one who's like, oh, let's not, everybody hold your breath. Now all of a sudden she turns into evil slut girl. And she's like, hey, hey. You know, they're in the electric chair room. You're like, hey, why don't you sit down in the electric chair? If you sit down in the electric chair, I'll give you a blowjob. Meanwhile, that's not her boyfriend. It's her sister's boyfriend, and her sister is standing right there and never says a word about any of this. I'm like, okay, maybe that's the way it is in this family. Do I judge? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And then all of a sudden, there's this some supernatural storm and this thunder and lightning inside the building. The guy's afraid he's going to get electrocuted, but he doesn't. But nobody finds this weird that there was thunder and lightning inside of a building. And like, yeah, let's go camping. Meanwhile, the stoner guy has been left at the van. He kills a cop with a pen because apparently that's this guy's M.O., they get to the camping site. And who cares? Who cares? It jumps maybe, the guy jumps maybe twice during the course of the movie. Nobody cares and anybody else dies. The kills are really not that interesting. And it's a shitty, 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 bang, bang, asylum movie. And I should have known better. Because I said there was a lot that could have been done with this. I like that. Like the idea of not knowing who the killer is because they're possessed was really interesting to me. And it seemed like an obvious way to go, but clearly it wasn't, because we always knew where that damn spirit was. And, oh, that's right, then the creepy old man shows up. Creepy old exposition dude shows up. You know, the guy who usually comes in, drops plot, and leaves, but this guy doesn't leave. He tries to save them all, and all of a sudden there's this weird showdown between the ghost of the warden and the ghost of the possessed, you know, the evil killer guy over the grave. Who cares? Awful CGI, awful acting. Natural boobs, though. No, no particular gore. Total, total, total waste of time. And the thing is, I knew I was in trouble the second the title came up on the screen because that was when I discovered that the name of the movie is not Hold Your Breath. No, no, no. It's hashtag Hold Your Breath. They put a hashtag in their fucking title. Ooh, how all current of you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Asylum. I hate you. You took a perfectly good premise. You took a perfectly good location. Not just not just the, the, the penitentiary, but the graveyard was great. And the campsite was great. And you just wasted all of them. And you wasted my time. And now I've wasted 10 minutes of your time, hopefully to save you an hour and a half of your time later on. Hold your breath. Hold your ass. You know what? No. Hold my ass. Hold my ass wide open so you can suck my butthole. You need a breath mint now. Gross. I dreaded sunny days, so I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Keats and Yates are on your side. I dreaded sunny days, so I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Keats and Yates are on your side Wild, wild is on mine So we go inside and we gravely read the stones All those people, all those lives, where are they now? With the love and hate So the main feature for this episode is going to be a little movie called The Hole, directed by Joe Dante. Now, this is not The Hole, that starred, uh, starred Thor Birch and What's-Her-Ass from Pirates of uh, the Caribbean, where they go down into that bomb shelter and get locked up. No, 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 not that hole. Nor is it the famous gay porn film that was the ripoff of The Ring, in which there's a videotape that if you watch it, it will turn you gay in seven days. Yes, actual movie. And actually, they, they released a version of it with the porn cut out as, an, as, as a real movie. So you can actually find it on Netflix. But why are you going to watch a gay porn with no sex? 
it's I don't know because the the plot is that good. Doubt it. But are we talking about that movie? No, we're not. We're talking about this hole. We're talking about this hole right here, yo. <laughs> we're gonna play a trailer for it right about now. Woo I thought you said this wasn't gonna be that different from the last place. It won't be once we get our stuff moved in. What is it? Hold on. I think it's just a really deep hole that creepy Carl dug up. Like a doorway between different ears. Took the locks off. I should have done You shouldn't have opened it. Someone's in the house. Like, you look in the. Lucas? No! You all saw that, right? You're talking about the little girl that just crawled into the bottomless pit under your house? Yeah. I think we all saw that. How the two of you feel about having the house to yourselves? Bad. Okay, so the story of the whole, it's, well, it's about these two brothers, you see. One's about 16, 17, the other one's about 10, and they move into this new neighborhood. And apparently they move around a lot because their mom is on the run from their father, who is a drunk, abusive son of a bitch. And every time he finds them, they have to move somewhere else. So they've just moved to this new home, and hopefully this is the one. Now, they immediately start to make friends with the hot girl next door, because really, what teenage boy wouldn't? Because the girl next door, hot! This is from the gay man, hot! But it's not too long before they realize that in the basement, there's this boarded-up door with lock, you know, six padlocks on it. And, of course, being kids, they're like, well, what's in it? And what they find is a bottomless pit to nowhere. But what the story is about is not the hole itself, but what they unleash. Now, unfortunately, I can't talk that much about this movie because it's spoilerific. But if I tell you what's coming out of the hole and what happens to them, there's no story, there's no surprise, there's no fun. But let me say this. I had a hoot of a time with the hole. That just sounds dirty. There's no way to say that to not make it sound filthy. I had a... Great time watching the hole. What was the hole doing? You don't want to know. Never mind! What came in the hole? What came out of the hole? Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Let's all be mature for the next six to seven minutes, shall we? No, forget that. Anyway. (laughs) This reminded me of a full-length version of, you know, Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? You know, some, you know, adolescent-friendly horror. It reminded me of The Gate in a certain way, even though I didn't like The Gate. But I've talked about that before. I didn't like The Gate because they released it. I was about 17, 18, senior in high school. And they had a trailer for that. And all the advertising made it look like it was going to be the scariest movie ever. Had I known it was going to be geared towards kids, I might have enjoyed it. But I went expecting to have the shit scared out of me. And I didn't. And since I was 17, I held a grudge forever. But this, I had a great time with it. The cast is really endearing. And the visuals are fantastic. There's a creepy clown to make you shit your pants. Well, I suppose that's redundant because any creepy clown is going to make me shit my pants. But I had a lot of fun watching this, and I think you will too. And it's I highly recommend it for those of you who have kids that aren't super into horror or, um, you know, you've got Mr. Brad's in the family because Mr. Brad approved of this one, this one he liked. Um, it's never really super scary. Some of the visuals are great. Uh, you never really feel like anybody's in, in real danger, but the real fun is solving the mystery of what's going on with the hole. And I had a great time watching it. And I, I, unfortunately, I guess I don't even have to talk about it for five to seven minutes because I think I'm done. Well, actually, I'll stretch a little bit. I'll stretch the hole. <laughs> I'll stretch a little bit and just say that most of the negative reviews that I'm reading about this seem to say that they don't like the fact that nothing's really explained. 
you know, what is the hole? Who dug the hole? Why is the hole there? Why does the hole do what it do? Does. Why does the hole do what it does? That's a hard sentence to say. But ultimately, for me, I didn't care. When you're in that kind of a situation, do you really, really, really care about all that bullshit background? Or do you just want to know how to stop this fucking thing? And that's what you get. Because ultimately, it doesn't really matter who dug it. It's there, and now we have to deal with it. Because we opened it. And that's that. That's the sin that we committed, and we have to clean this shit up now. Now I'm out of stuff to talk about. Because I don't know what else to say. Go check out the hole. Stick a finger in it. Stick your face in it. Stick a carved ginger root in it if you're into figging. Hey, it's a callback to last week. But the hole, I like to check it out. That was really short. I'm going to have to talk about something else. Hmm. Let's play some music while I think about what I'm going to do. There's a videotape going around. And after you watched it, the phone rings. And a voice says, In seven days, you will be gay. That's all I take. Did you see the videotape too? I'm still straight, but my girlfriend's out for the night. From then on, I was a friend of Mary. I believe the phrase is friend of Dorothy. Have you seen the tape? I couldn't see. I feel like I want you to be gay too. Give myself a Caesar cut and start wearing lycra in the daytime. But I don't want to be gay. I'm gonna fight this. I've only been gay for five days. I'm already in a non-monogamous relationship. What you thinking about? Not much. Yeah, me too. Let's see, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even own a single Barbra Streisand record. You people are different from straight people like us. Well, only the Broadway album. Like me? Being gay in the abstract is very difficult to wrap your brain around. But when you meet a gay person like yourself, it's much easier. Yes? Okay, so that wasn't so much music as it was a trailer for a porn. <laughs> Actual movie. <laughs> You're gay. <laughs> I like the guys who were like, yeah, let's go out and get pussy. Here we come. No, like pussy. Here we come. How many S's in pussy, sweetheart? Anyway, we're not talking about that anymore because I ran out of... I just need to fill some time here. So, there was a movie that during the break crept up to the top of my Netflix queue and I don't know how long it had been in there. Another one of these movies I have no recollection of ever adding. So, the fact that it was able to eventually make its way up to the top of that endless list of movies in my Netflix queue, that's kind of an achievement. So, the movie deserves some recognition. So, the movie we're going to talk about because I want to, and not because Betty told me that I had to. Betty who cheats on me now. Betty who sends reviews into the hysteria continues for movies they haven't even talked about that I've reviewed here. That Betty. No, I'm doing it because I want to. And that movie is The Locals. Let's take a listen to the trailer. It's a dead end. Oh, no, it's a shortcut. Are you going to tell me about it? Like, what happened? She doesn't want to see me anymore. She dumped you. She said all my friends are bogus, too. Are you coming to the party? Of course we're coming to the party. You just head back that way. It's a left and a right. And follow us. So you can keep up. Now. Come on, baby. They're on a road. They should never have taken. Oh my God! It's the people! <laughs> on a night. Go on, knock. That they'll never forget. Don't touch me. Ah! Ah! Come with me. Come on, John! You're gonna die! Still out there. Shut up! Where are they? Stop the damn car! Oh. You didn't go! No one leaves here, you know that! Oh, no. 
grave. <coughs> <coughs> Okay, so The Locals is a movie out of New Zealand. So that was exciting, right off the top. And it's the story of these two buddies, these longtime buddies, who, well, one's just going through a breakup and has been all depressing and everything. So the other one's like, all right, let's all go for a surf weekend, right? Well, I can't do Australian Kiwi accent, so I'm not even going to try. So they go off to the wilds to go night surfing. Well, things don't go exactly as planned. They get to this remote location that, you know, the goofy buddy wants to go to. And, you know, they have to take down a, a you know, like a, it's on a secluded road that's closed. So they have to take down, you know, the, 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 the barricade the, to get the car down this road. And while they're doing that, another car pulls up with these two hot but strangely dressed girls. And they're like, oh, you want to come to a party? And they're like, yeah, let's go. And so they're following the girls. And while they're following the girls, they get run off the road by a pickup truck. And after that, nothing goes right. For the rest of their time in wherever the fuck they are. Because, as it turns out, the locals, they're not friendly. At all. This is another movie, unfortunately, that I can't talk too much about because it would spoil it. But I'll tell you this much. After they get run off the road, they go to a farmhouse for help. And while they're there, they witness a murder. And from then on, they're on the run. And I appreciated the mystery of all this. Because even though you get the feeling that you know they, they saw something they weren't supposed to see, I was starting to get the feeling that they were seeing exactly what they were supposed to see. That all this was carefully orchestrated like the Wicker Man or something like that. And I'm not going to tell you if that's right or not because I was genuinely confused at some points and surprised at the twists and turns this movie took. Now, hold on a second. The movie's not great. This was I did watch this on a rainy, well, snowy Sunday afternoon, so it was a perfect day thing for that sort of a day. Because um, there's a certain point where the horror kind of stops and it becomes... The last reel is very sad, surprisingly so. Or, well, not just like boo-hoo sad, but just touching and poignant. And I wasn't expecting that from a movie like this. Again, I can't talk too much about it without spoiling it, except to say I'd give it a really cautious recommend. There's not a lot of gore. Actually, there's no gore. There's a little bit of gore. Um, The suspense is high, and I had a pretty good time watching it. I think you would, too. Um, but uh, god damn it these movies I can't talk about this is really terrible I just hate that my whole plan was ruined I could have been talking about zombie prom right now but no I'm talking about movies that I can't talk about but that's okay because I like giving you recommendations even if I can't go into big spoiler territory but the locals I had a really good time oh here's one of the things I liked about it there's a certain point where the guy's talking about the main guy's like oh well you know you know, so and so broke up with me and he's like well why he's like Ooh, she broke up with me because I said I didn't like the Lord of the Rings movies and she thought that was national treason. I thought that was funny. But the cast is really engaging. The two guys in this are really charming. These girls from the side of the road, these mysterious girls, are really, really interesting and alternately really scary and a lot of fun. Um, there's some weird bits that when I saw them happening the first time, I'm going, what? This is so stupid. But when I saw it, when you find out what's going on later, you're like, oh, that's what was going on. And so I, I got a kick out of it. It's not too long. It's just the right length. I'm talking about the movie right now, you pigs. So I would say check it out. It's not available on uh, Instant Watch, but uh, hey, put it in your kill- put it in your Netflix queue and maybe in six to seven years, it will rise at the top like it did to mine. That's two for two, Netflix. You gave me two nice surprises spewed up from your depths that I forgot I ever added to you. So thank you for that. Thank you for reminding me of my impeccable good taste.
it's yours, bitch. Rub that shit, it's gone, bitch. Grab it, dick, it's yours, bitch. Turn around, bitch. Put that ass on the nigga. Grind on the dick, make it get a look better. Turn around, bitch. Put that ass on the nigga. Grind on the dick, get paid on the bitch. Hey, Patrick, it's Kristen. Hey, gorgeous. And Tom. Ooh. From Ohio. Gang call. Um, calling in, getting her butts around to actually calling in again. Okay. And just calling in a quickie review on um, VHS and yes. Scary or Die, which is another what? little snippet segment movie that uh, kind of came across on uh, Netflix. And it's actually really good. I actually, it's lower Terrible budget title. than VHS, but it's actually, I think, better in a lot of ways. Huh? Uh, okay, once you get well, past the first hard. segment, because the first segment is really not that great. Okay. Scary or Die reminds me of like the old Tales from the Dark Side and Tales from the Crypt type things. Well, we like it would those. find itself right at home in EC Comics, just gory and campy. and it's not that gory. Well, it's not that gory. Yeah, Tom, it's not that gory. Set your expectations oh, kind of low, you can go with it. <laughs> and for VHS, um, I kind of concur with a lot of the complaints about, you know, modern technology with VHS, it just doesn't mesh. No. But... As far as, like, the little snippets go, um, I thought most of them were kind of blab, but mm-hmm. the one that really stuck out was the alien one. And uh, I won't okay. go into it because, you know, people haven't seen it. But, well, you're just kind you know, of it actually kind of, if you listen to that kind of thing and you know that kind of, you know, alien abduction stuff, it actually has a lot of accurate points to it uh-huh. that you often hear with the, the alien abductions. And I thought it was pretty creepy and kind of well done. It was something you hadn't, I really hadn't seen before, and I watched stuff like that. Okay. So, um, in a way, I give it like a three, I give it like a 2.5 out of 5. All right. But Jerry I give it like a solid 4. And again, being copycat, it was okay. <laughs> For the alien part, hide your butthole kitties, it's kind of creepy. Don't want that probing to go on too long. <laughs> All right. Well, better wrap this puppy up or we'll uh, get Speak cut off. yourself. But uh, talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, Tom, now that is the review I want to see on the box cover of VHS. Hide your buttholes because you don't want the probe to go on for too long. That's charming. That's charming. Yeah, the alien abduction thing, you're right. A lot of that stuff is is fairly accurate. I'm not a big, you know, UFO, X-Files kind of dude. However, the elusive Owen Robertson, you know, the guy who never comes on the show... That guy? Anyway, he had said... Or did he come on the show once? Did he? Who cares? I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> he, um... The first, uh, the first time I worked with him, because uh, he was a playwright, he wrote a play called Ticket to Ride, which was a story about um, Karen Carpenter, alien abduction, and the nature of true love. And believe me, they all went together pretty well. So a lot of that stuff was in there, and I saw a lot of it too. I just It just didn't work for me. I don't know why. It just didn't. Maybe I couldn't get past the, the thing that I'm not going to mention. You know, that technology they used. I couldn't get past that, or the random boobies, which I thought were really exploitive in that one for some reason. Anyway, scary or die. Thank you for the recommendation. You do realize what that means, though. That means if I watch it, I'm going to have to put your butts up against the wall to face the firing squad. And we all know what happened to Tommy, didn't we? Don't we? Didn't we? Don't we? Don't we? <laughs> Conjugation is hard. I'm just saying, I might check this out. And your butts will be in danger. But not from alien probing, just probing, probing. I got nothing, okay, Gentlemen and lady, thank you for calling in, and um, call again soon. Yay. And this just in, Kristen and Tom did actually respond to my whining on Facebook and called in, since I didn't have enough voicemails for this episode, but they called in twice more. But I already had this one. And I can't be playing three voicemails from one person or two people, you know, one unit of people on one show, because then you're in Zombart territory. So Kristen, Tom, thank you for calling in again. We'll hear what you had to say next time. Hopefully it's not that you're choking or on fire and need help or something. Anyway, shh. Someone else is on the phone. Hey, Patrick, this is Trey. You posted hey, on Facebook that you only have one voicemail and you're about to cry. And I want you to cry. I, I, I haven't I, seen a movie lately. But ah. I figured I'd call you and ask you this. Okay. Who'd win in a fight? Chucky or the Puppet Master's Puppets? Discuss.
So this is what we've devolved to. Okay, this is such nerd stuff. But okay, Chucky versus the Puppet Master Puppets. Um, that's hard to say. Uh, just because in sheer numbers, the Puppet Master Puppets would completely easily overpower Chucky. And Chucky has been... I don't know, maybe first movie Chucky will be able to kick their ass. But lately he's so much about comedy and now he's distracted by his girlfriend, wife, baby that I don't know if he's got it in him anymore. So I'm going to have to say the Puppet Master Puppets. Because Chucky could do a lot of things but he cannot vomit up leeches. So there you are. And this is what we've devolved to. And when we've gotten this down into the dumps, it is time to fold this burrito over for another week. Yeah, I can't use my catch line anymore because somebody stole it and it's not cool anymore. You can thank that British bastard Justin from the Hysteria Continues podcast for ruining everything. This is why we revolted in 1776, yo. Bitch. So if you want to be like all these super cool, sort of cool people that called in to make this show even better than it was going to be this week, you could give me a call at 347-767-3509. And if you don't, I'll cry. Trey is correct. Or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And that's queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. And you can just shake your groove thing, shake your groove thing. Yeah, yeah. You can listen. Also, check out the show on Stitcher Smart Radio, which is an app for your iPhone or your droid or your computer or just about anything you can think of and there's all kinds of great podcasts on there for you to stream to whatever device you like to stream things to so uh, next time I've got Mr. Dana P. Rowe, composer of Zombie Prom on a schedule to talk next week so hopefully that will come off I'm sure you're just dying to hear about a musical but just shut, just shut up trust me trust daddy trust daddy daddy knows best and I don't know what I'm going to be checking out. So keep an eye on the Facebook group pages. Uh, keep an eye on your Twitter account. I like to update, you know, try to give you a sneak peek to so you can play along at home, always. And uh, so until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, You know, boy, we used to have a bottomless hole just like that one in the movie. Oh, yeah, and it spewed all kinds of nightmares all over the place. And I'm talking about your mama. <laughs> what a slut she was. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, galleries some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches. <laughs>